Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast, a podcast for people who want to sell differently. Playmakers wage war against traditional sales and win. Remember, success is just one play away. Welcome everybody to the Playmaker Podcast. We're going again, again, and again. Today we're going to be talking about all things sales development. Uh, we got an awesome conference coming up. Wanted to make sure we got this show in before it. Um, so we're going to be talking with David Delaney, who is currently uh, the founder and CEO of TenBound. David, how the heck are you? Oh man, blessed and uh, too blessed to be stressed, man. Glad to, to be here. Yeah, I need to come up with one of those lines. Um, uh, too blessed to be stressed. I need to think of one of those because people are always asking me. You need some, you know, cheesy line to bring out. You're not to say yours was cheesy, but it's always good to have something in your back pocket. So. Hallmark store. <laughs> That's right. It's on a Hallmark card. Um, so, you know, um, I probably didn't do a great introduction and I'd love for you to take just a minute and you can obviously tie in kind of this conference that you're putting together, David, as you explain just a little bit about yourself and some of the things you guys are doing over there at TenBound. Yeah, absolutely. Sales Development Conference, the first and only conference 100% focused on sales development coming up September 21st in San Francisco. Super psyched about that. It was the it's the uh, now of a long journey, and um, and you know, just kind of quick background. I was running sales development teams for about seven years here in the Valley and in, in um, it, around the Bay Area, uh, mostly with technology companies, uh, either as an SDR or running the teams or you know even large globally distributed programs, and you know really wanted to bring together as I started this consultancy in Tenbound. Um, you know, bring together the community of practitioners and, and managers and executives who are interested in sales development, bring them together, you know, and continue that community. And I thought, you know, hey, we need a conference to be able to push this practice forward. So that's, yeah. that's been my focus. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you've been in the business a long time. Now you're trying to kind of bring the groups together. I'll be interested to hear a little bit more about that. And some of the things you've learned over the years running running a sales development shop. Before we do that, I always like to put people on the spot. Um, outside of work, stuff you like to do, you're passionate about hobbies, embarrassing moments. Um, you played in a high school band. You, you, uh, um, you're a tree trimmer. Any, anything crazy like that? You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I, people laugh at me, and my kids especially give me a, such a hard time because I drive a 98 Corolla, with 200,000 miles on it. And I call it my millionaire mobile. Yeah, man. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, so people give me endless crap about it because we're in a, our California, you know, car culture and everything's judged on that. But, uh, you know, what? I think every month that I drive that thing, I'm not paying somebody a thousand bucks, you know, for the car payment and stuff like that. And I'm smug about it. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I got to ask yeah, you, do you honestly think that car is green? Do you think it's green or not? You tell me. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you get some, uh, I'm sure you get some push every once in a while, but you're yeah, right, right? right. Yeah. My, my seven-year-old is the worst. Look, look, when the thing dies, I'll, I promise I'll buy a Tesla. Okay. But. <laughs> you will buy a Tesla. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, man, I had a, I actually just, poof. 
Um, it was probably within the last six months, nine months. I just gave up a 2003 um, Honda Civic, man. It was just, I just had no problem. I just had no problem. And, you know, like you said, the million, I mean, you'd be surprised, I think. A lot of millionaires just drive the car that they've always had. There's nothing wrong with it. They don't got to be flashy. So I appreciate a man who's not afraid to, I also drove a Corolla at one point. Not quite with 200,000 miles, but I did drive a Corolla, so kudos, man. Um, the thing runs so well, I can't give it up. But, yeah, I mean, I, I vacillate between, you know, feeling like kind of a little shy about it, you know, when I'm driving around, but then going a little smug about it because, hey, I'm, I'm putting money in my pocket every month. So, yeah. Hey, yeah, man, you get the last laugh, right? That's what they always say. Um, so let's get into this topic of sales development. I want to first just hit this idea of this community concept and then get into maybe some of the trends or problems you've seen or experienced, but let's start with the community concept. Why this idea of kind of creating a community? We were talking about a little pre-show, you were looking at different elements and you felt like this might be something that was missing, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I look at it from two different angles. I mean, at one angle you know, in order for a business to thrive and survive, they have to have closed one business. I mean, <laughs> otherwise we can't keep the lights on, we can't pay the bills. And and in order for, especially as you go up market, in order for you to get that closed one business, you need qualified pipeline, you know, 4X, 3X, 4X, whatever it is for most companies, you've got to have that qualified pipeline. Okay, so how do we get the qualified pipeline, right? We need... Either you have a, a free you know service that you can just upgrade and, and you don't have to involve human beings, or you need qualified sales appointments. And for me, it just makes perfect sense to reverse engineer the success of your business back to how are we going to get those qualified sales appointments and, and start to build some of that pipeline. So that's looking at it you know, at, at a high level and then turning around to see what's actually happening on the ground. Um, you know, sales development in a lot of organizations is is seen as almost like an afterthought or it's a very, um, you know, transactional entry level, uh, you know, uh, uh, function that just doesn't get enough attention and enough focus mm. by everyone in the organization. And, and so you have a situation where the sales development reps feel kind of neglected a little bit. The managers, oh my God, don't even get me started. Sales development manager, I think is one of the hardest jobs yeah, out there. right yeah. And, and, you know, especially the, the prospects are getting a bad experience because they're getting a lot of generic messaging and, and they're, they're reacting like that. So I don't know, the whole thing just doesn't feel like it makes a lot of sense to me right now. And, and I felt like, you know, hey, we got to bring this thing together. We got to get together, start talking about it, and start trying to push it forward. Yeah. So. so you saw the need and basically went to fill it. Um, why do you feel like I had one sales development? It was a director of sales development. In fact, I'm due to jump back on with him at some point here. But he said, you know, sometimes Gabe, I feel like the crap falls from both sides um, right, right on me. He used a couple more harsh words. You know, marketing kind of dumps on me and sales dumps on me. Why is it that sales development um, has often, to your words, maybe has been looked down upon or is maybe considered in some areas maybe a second tier? Do you feel like that's justified or unjustified? Well, I, I think that it's totally unjustified because uh, I, I think that it's it's an aspect of the sales professional's position that nobody really likes to do. And, and you want to outsource it, you want to offload it as much as possible. And so you figure, 
you know, I'll find somebody else to do this. And, you know, and so in that, that kind of attitude has, has grown into where it's, it's, it, it feels like, you know, we'll just get somebody to do it. We'll plug them in, give them a phone, give them a phone book, you know, give them inside sales.com and off they go. And there's, there's not enough thought to put into it. Um, and then, and then, you know, I think that, that the landscape just out there has changed so much in the yeah. last you know, five to 10 years. And quite frankly, a lot of the senior executives that are, that came up, you know, before the advent of sales development don't have a great understanding of what it is and, and all the different, you know, processes and technology that go into it. They still think that it's just kind of smile and dial and hope for the best um, type of thing that w- it was back when they were coming up. And yeah. so they don't have, you know, emphasis and and thought process behind it. So, yeah, you end up in this situation. Yeah, do you feel like, I mean, you mentioned the word transactional uh, a, a couple minutes ago, and I do feel like... Um, Sometimes to your point that, yeah, the smile and dial transactional, these are words that you sometimes hear together. Do you feel like sales development is only uh, or is most effective kind of in the transactional or when I have smaller deal sizes? Or do you feel like there is a place for sales development when we go after whales? And I, you know, I'm saying 100,000, maybe a quarter million dollar type deals. Yeah, and and I hate to bring in the consultant speak, you know, and, Do it. and you and I actually joked around that, that last <laughs> time. Um, you know, the, everybody's situation is different, and yeah. quite frankly, I, I think that if you take a step back and forget about sales development, but if you take a step back and go, you know, we're we've got inbound leads that have got to be followed up on thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, we're spending a ton of money to create interest, and none of them should go into a database and disappear. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's, Small transaction, a medium or large transaction. I mean, that's thing number one. Thing number two is, you know, on the outbound side, we've got to target accounts. If, say, even if you're, I, I bring up Slack. Like, even if you're Slack and everyone's using you, it's free, it's it's progressive, <laughs> sign up. I mean, you're not going to have 100% coverage on every company in the world. And if that's their goal, then they're going to have to figure out somebody to proactively target those and contact them. And so if they, if it's, and my, the other thing is, so it's totally customized to whatever the company is. The other thing is, if not sales development, who's going to do it? And because if, if you haven't identified who's going to do it, then things are, something's going to fall through the cracks. Interesting. Interesting. So you're all, I mean, certainly you're with your background and not whatnot. I, I mean, I have heard critics out there say, you've got a sales development team, it is just a waste. But you would argue that, look, for the most part, it doesn't matter if you're running transactional or relational or you're closing big deals or small deals. There is a place for prospecting, obviously, and that typically needs to be filled in sales development's a, a potentially decent place to do that. Is that- you know, if you're, not, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, that's a, that's a maxim of, of nature. And, yeah. and so... And so, you know, to the this executive who says, well, we tried sales development, it didn't work, or we're just going to outsource it, or we don't, it's not really going to be necessary. My first question would be, if not sales development, who? Mm. I, I don't care if you have an in-house team, uh, or you have an out, outsourced team, or something like that, but 
who who is go- going to do these specific things that need to take place and if you if you don't have a process down and you don't have a neck to choke then I think you're missing the ball. You're going to miss out. You're, you're going to miss out on some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've obviously played in the space. Um, of, you know, before this, you 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 played in the space, and now you're kind of oh, you know, a big part of the community and bringing that together. So I assume you've been talking to a lot of people, especially as you prepare for this conference, thinking about different sessions and topics, etc. If you had to put it on three, if you had to say, Gabe, here's three. And you could go with trends or you could go with kind of big problems. Is there something that comes to mind that you'd say, you know, one of the things a community, I'd like to see kind of a community help solve or, you know, bring us together on, it would be figuring out how sales development teams blank. You know, what what are the trends or the problems that you feel like need to be solved if, if, it, and if you only can get top three? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is when I, I talk to a lot of folks who are absolutely in love with their product and they know everything about their product, they know everything about their company, they know everything about the technology and, and what it is. But if you peel the layer back, there's hardly any understanding of the people that actually they have to sell to. And I think that's something that we really have to focus on. So I give you an example. When you think about how, how do you get somebody to, to give you their money, you have to solve a problem for them. You, you, there's got to be a problem that they're grappling with and that you solve. And so when I talk to people, a lot of them are, are not really inside the head of the people that they're going out you know, to, to outreach to. And even the people that are coming inbound, they know just enough about their product and things like that. And the, the problem is that people want their problems solved. That's how they're going to take the appointment. That's how they're mm. going to give you their money. They feel like you're helping them to solve a pain point or a business issue, not just, hey, here's what I do. Here's what my company does. Here's the other people that are working with us. I mean, we're just, I think people are just tuning out of Interesting. that. And, and so that's very, very critical. I think everybody on the team should be able to articulate the pain points of their targets and, and how their, you know, you know, how their product can, can potentially solve. Those. So, so number one, you'd say big problem is just being able to talk. I mean, talk intelligently about them and not about me. That that's number one. Um, something that you've seen, you've experienced, you feel like we've got to come together to solve. Um, what would you put as number two on that list? I mean, is, is there a two and three? Yeah. The, okay. So, so the next thing that I would really think of is um, we have to have some information or research taking place before doing the outreach. The blanket, you know, mass carpet bombing yeah. uh, emails and then generic phone call thing is just we've reached like antibiotic resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm immune. I'm immune. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's super bugs. But the thing is, we, we still have to do it. We have yeah. to be able to intelligently contact everybody and, and let them know, you know, going back to my first point, hey, I get your problem, man. I, I, I want to help you. I've got some things to help you here. And if you give me 15 minutes, I can show you how I can help you. Uh, you know that that conversation still has to take place. So, well, you so know, that, we gonna- that, I, I got to say because the, 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 and that there's partial to blame on tools 
and technology in, in this aspect, I feel like. And, and again, I got to be careful because we sell one here that a lot of sales development reps use. But, you know, some of them allow you to um, go for such automation that the personalization drops, right? So I can become an email marketer as an example. Just, you know, I'm just throwing out one example, but I can become an email marketer and I can send, I don't know, 100 or 200 emails a day and I just load them up and shoot them down and um, to your point, it's it, it it lacks some of that. Well, lacks a lot of personalization, and we get bombarded enough that there's got to be a line. I guess is what you're saying of of personalization and automation to make sure that we again these generic emails. I get enough each day. They, they just don't cut it. You've got to give me value um, in order to get value from me. And just t- you know, wanting to learn about your product, just I don't care. I don't care. You know. So I, that that one resonates with me a lot. I feel like we see it mostly because of being in the tech space and knowing that some of these tools kind of push you one direction or another. So I get that. So you've got – go. sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say a fool with a tool is still a fool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I've got, I've got some awesome tools in my garage, but I don't know how to use any of them. And, and let, 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 me, let me ask you just a follow-up on that, right, because – and again, we probably, I, I sell the tools, so be careful how much you knock you know, sales development tools on, on the air. But um, I say that jokingly. But I mean, the tool landscape has got pretty complicated, right? I mean, you got a lot of tools out there, and a lot of them don't connect together. Um, how do you feel? I, I just love your line of, you know, look, a fool, a fool with the tool is still a fool. How, how can companies start thinking about grabbing acceleration or sales development technology? but actually getting the value out of it. Cause I know a lot of people are saying I'm buying, I got four or five tools and half of them do about the same thing. And none of them are doing actually anything. So my people aren't using them. Well, what do you say to that? Or how do you guide leaders to start getting a tool and getting some results out of it? Yeah. Okay. So I, I would say take a step back and look at the strategy and look at what you're selling specifically and the people that you're selling to and map it out first and then mm. look for gaps in the process Yeah, and fill those strategically with the tools that will make a difference. I think you nailed it. I think that's right. right. I think it's something about the shiny object, right? It's like, oh, somebody else said they got company XYZ and, and they said they could quadru- they get up, they could increase my sales 5,000% in 30 days. I, I ought to get that, you know, <laughs> maybe a little bit of peer pressure sometime. But if you don't know what you're filling, then you can't get the tool to actually fill it with. That seems to be a, yeah, and a, you, you a big can't, problem. You can't just pl- plug in a point solution and walk away. I mean, it's it's got to be, you know, if, if uh, I, I look at some of the situations that I've, I've uh, been in with clients that I've talked to and you know, I sometimes before you hire another SDR, get somebody who's really good at the operations, you know, to put in these systems, make sure that they talk to each other, make sure at, at minimum that we know who bought it, where the contract is, when it comes up, how much it was, mm, you know, yeah. and, and then it's and it's being utilized and leveraged uh, to the maximum extent. And you're getting that ROI from the tool. You know, and, and that's why I just want to make it perfectly clear. I love the tools. I, yeah. you know, the tools have made a huge difference. Literally, Gabe, when I was an SDR, I had Excel, Salesforce, <laughs> and a bunch of post-it notes. Okay. Like, that's a great I mean, tool set, man. That's a great tool set. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, I, I, you do, do what you can, but 
you, you've got to start thinking about it strategically from a tool perspective and then get somebody that knows what the hell they're doing with all these things to look at it holistically and how it's going to support what you're trying to do. I love that. Uh, that that's I love the it. other thing. I, I love it. So, so is a follow-up to that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, just uh, really quickly. I'm sorry, dude. I just get jacked up on this. It's like <laughs> I'm talking about something that I really enjoy. Really quickly. The other thing is org charts. Yeah. You know, with sales development programs, I just anybody who's in an executive position or leadership position, I just just want to make sure that people understand you don't have to follow the dogmatic approach that everyone's been doing for the last five years and putting your org together to support the end goal of setting qualified appointments. Hmm. You don't have to set it up. You know, we've got they're inbound, they're outbound. He's this, he's that. Just because Salesforce did it or LinkedIn doesn't, doesn't mean it fits for you. You have to set up the org chart to support what you're trying to do. And that could be operations. You know, if, if you're going way up market, it could be having somebody who just does research. You've only got a handful of accounts, you know, and you, you need to know exactly who's where and what their pain points are. And you want also somebody making a lot of phone calls and, and sending emails, you might have to break up those two positions. So, you know, be creative with the org chart. Interesting. So do you feel like, um, it, I assume you'd probably say it just depends because I'm going to dovetail off your last, your, your last comment here. I mean, is there some best practices in in structure? I mean, I've seen some pretty interesting stuff. I've seen sales development reps called sales support reps that really are just tied to the hip, um, almost like a sales admin to be tr- to to be honest to to more of a field rep. I've seen the inbound outbound split. I've obviously you get outsourced. I I love this concept concept of kind of a lead researcher. You know where maybe they just kind of prepare and then someone else kind of does the the reach out to it. Have you felt that it, it always depends or do you think there's some common elements in thinking about structuring an optimal sales development team? Well, one of the, uh, so that's really interesting. One of the guys that's going to be presenting at the conference, his name is Russ Hurl. And he, I was just talking trained. to Russ, man. I was just talking hey. to Russ. Yeah. Old double Dutch guy in Google. Yes. Love him. Yeah. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. He is. I, I mean, if you guys haven't, heard Russ speak, you got to make it to the conference. So, so Russ introduced me to the theory of constraints, right? Mm. Which is just a super basic industrial theory. Um, there's a book called the gold. I, oh, the gold. The gold right? Jeez, why you got to do that, man? That's such a good right? book. <laughs> Loving it. Um, and you know, <laughs> if you want the cliff notes, go to YouTube, you know, watch, watch it real quick. But basically the theory of constraints is you, you're laying out your machine. The end goal in in that book, for example, is you to make money, right? I mean, that's right. kind of I mean, it to be crass, but that's why we're here. Um, and and so the end goal is to make money. Okay, so what do we need? We need close one. We need pipeline, and we need appointments. Okay, so we got that. So now we build the machine for everything to uh, you know uh, be in a a free movement toward the end goal in in our machine. Right. And that's when when I talk about, you know, the dogmatic approach to doing sales development, it doesn't necessarily have to be what everybody else is doing. It's your machine. Mm, yeah. You have to build it. And then the theory of constraints is you monitor any kinks in the hose. You know, okay, we know, you know, for example, we need research, but the reason we're not getting enough research. 
Okay. No, actually we're getting enough research, but the guy's not making enough phone calls. Okay. We're, we are making enough phone calls, but they're not converting to appointments. You know what I mean? And then you manage toward those constraints. Mm, I love it. I love what it. I would recommend. Yeah, yeah, that's a great principled kind of based approach to start thinking through that. So, uh, David, as we move towards the end here, just a couple last questions. Um, one, just about for those, we, I probably should have done this at first, but I was looking over some notes. And one of the things I had is, you know, I've run into a lot of people who don't know even what sales development is. So I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on a simple, short, concise definition, just so people are on the same page as to what we're talking about now that we're at the end of the show. <laughs> and then number two, would love for you as we wrap up to just talk a little bit about the conference. What can we expect or what 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 is kind of the idea? What are you hoping people get out of it as we move towards September 21st? Start with the definition if you can. Sure. Yeah. So when I look at sales development, it's a coordinated effort to create new sales appointments for the sales team. Got it. So it's a coordinated effort across marketing, across sales, across the uh, the actual practitioners on the sales development team, across the executive team to really create plays that will lead to new sales appointments. Love it. Love it. Okay. For those of you who don't, I like that coordinated effort. We're, com- we're coming together to bring pipeline in these new appointments across teams. Okay, number one. And then as we close here, David, give us kind of the gist of the, the, the event. What, what, what do we need to expect? And then what are we hoping to get out of it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this is, a, this is a day, if you're interested in what Gabe and I have been talking about and you want to learn how to create more appointments, more pipeline and close one, you've got to come to this thing. We've, we basically have brought together the top minds in the sales development space, including Gabe, <coughs> research the top mind, <laughs> the top mind so, in the space. We've got the, the, um, the heads of uh, Discover Org. We've got the heads of uh, Topo's research mm, development. That's right. On, on development. We've you got, got Google's um, there. You've got Vidyard. I mean, yeah. you guys, it is a, it's an all-star. I, I went through it this morning and um, was going through it. And I think you've created an amazing kind of lineup, David. What do you think? I mean, I guess that's the the kicker. If you're looking to get pipeline and see if you can't figure out this role, this is where you got to be. It's a one day, full day to just completely geek out on this stuff. And the other last quick point is, hey, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. And you're going to meet, I mean, some of the people that are signing up for this, they are the next generation of leaders in the sales development space, they're not they, they're not going to phase out like the dinosaurs. They, yeah. These are people doing this. They get it. The people process and technology to run sales development, you will meet them. So, I love it. I love it. Well, for everybody, again, that's going to be September 21st. I was excited enough about it. I'll be speaking there. David and I are doing a, a joint research that we're going to be talking about the state of sales development. Looks like we'll have a handful of other companies potentially participating in. I think it'll be a really cool study to put a cherry on top of a really cool conference. So again, September 21st, if someone had questions, David, or they wanted to know a little bit more about it, where would you direct them to? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, you can go to tenbound.com. That's our website, T-E-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. And there's a drift box, which is a little, uh, you know, chat box in there that I man basically 24-7. I've got it hooked up to my watch here. And um, if you go on there and you want to 
talk. Uh, there's a phone number, or you can just chat me and uh, get back to you as soon as possible. All righty. Well, uh, thanks again, David, for joining for the audience. Remember, success is always just one play away. You've been listening to the Playmaker Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about sales development best practices, go to labs.insidesales.com. That's L-A-B-S dot insidesales.com.